Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. Good morning, everyone. It's so good to join you this morning. My name is Matt Malik. I'm the lead pastor at Refuge, and this is my lovely wife, Deborah. Hello. Hi, everybody. It's really good that you're joining us. We hope you really enjoy this service and things that we have to share and receive something from the Lord through what we have to share. So it's been quite a week, hasn't it, honey? It has. It has. We've had birthdays. We, we've had a grandson who turned two. Shout out to Ira. And we've had, I've had a husband who's turned 60-something. 60-something. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that was yesterday. So we got to celebrate and have an amazing time. And this week we have another birthday. Another grandson of ours is Roman, is turning three years old. So yay, Roman. But it's been a week that some things planned and some not so planned. Uh, Also, this past Thursday, we said goodbye to my mom. Uh, She passed away at the age of 89. Uh, she was surrounded with loved ones and family, and and she was such a dynamic woman that just was incredible how she lived her life, how she served and honored others and put others before herself. But she was surrounded with family uh, at the time of her passing, and we're going to miss her. And I, I just feel such loss, but at the same time, I sense such incredible peace and a celebration of knowing that she's with Jesus. What's interesting, over the past two years and four months, Deb and I have lost both of our parents. And, you know, so there's that longing, we miss them, but we know they're with Jesus because they had a personal relationship with him. Uh, But we know that everyone is dealing with uh, loss or challenges in their life at some level. And we know that God is with us in the midst of every storm that may come, that we may experience. You know, that's a little bit of our story and what's going on. But like Pastor Matt said, you know, we could ask all of you, what's your story this last week? What's been going on in your lives? Because it is not life as usual, is it? We're creating new experiences and new normals. You know, this week in the state of Wisconsin, we learn that they're extending the safer at home through the 26th of May. And that's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> when we heard that news, we have to readjust, don't we? And so, you know, everybody has opinions about all of that. And yet what doesn't change is that Jesus is Lord. He's on the throne. He's got this all figured out and we can learn and grow from what he does in our hearts, how he uses us and speaks to us and and all that during this time. Um, What's very interesting is that from the very beginning of this pandemic and this new normal, as people call it, is that we as believers need to respond in faith rather than react in fear. And you're gonna probably hear me say that a few more times, just encourage you to look to God in this time, a scripture I want to share with you is found in Psalms 107, verse 29. From the English Standard Version, it reads this way. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. What's interesting 
that we need to understand is that God is the one that can calm the storm, as we shared a few weeks ago. And I believe that He is speaking into our lives so that we can have this become a reality in our life, as we see in this particular scripture. So again, there's all kinds of storms that happen in people's lives, things that go on. And, you know, with all this COVID-19 stuff, like we're confined, right? Sometimes we feel like, I just want to get out of the house. I just, I just want to go to TJ Maxx, you know, like I miss going to TJ Maxx, but I can't do that right now. They're closed. So, you know, I, I think of all of that and I think, how am I having to change my life? Well, a few months ago, I had read a story about this biosphere, too, that happened back in 1991. And as I read about it, like, I am not Miss Science, like, it's kind of not my pull in life, <laughs> but I was so intrigued by what went on with Biosphere 2. So within that biosphere, they created every kind of element, like they created um, environments, atmospheres like rainforests and they had a little ocean they had trees of all different kinds of um, places that it would grow they did things like um, intending like really making environments for like fruit and vegetables and and all of that and they did this for two years and I thought, in light of what we're dealing with now, can you imagine doing what we're doing for two years? No, please, Lord, no. <laughs> but doing that for two years, but guess what? We get to have 10 people together. They only had eight people. And so imagine that. Imagine that atmosphere. Imagine mm -hmm. that setting, that environment. And I believe, right, they did not come out in that period of time. They were right. secure mm -hmm. in that place for two years. Right. Yeah. So for two years. And, and so they recreated everything that they could create within that um, environment that was really something that was artificial. And yet they tried to make it real. But something that was really interesting is they found that the trees would get to a certain height and they would topple over. So they would grow to a certain point and they would topple over. And they couldn't understand what was going on with the trees. Like, why weren't they growing? And you know what they discovered? They discovered that there was no wind. There was no resistance. And so it was the storms that trees experience that give them that strong trunk, that give them that firm foundation, that give them a deep root system and that's something that they weren't able to create or recreate in an artificial setting. So again, when I think about that, I think of our lives. I think, you know, when, when Pastor Matt shared how, you know, we've been through a few things over the last couple of years. You've been through a few things over the last couple of years, over the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. And yet those storms of life are times we can be strengthened. The Bible talks about our lives and the teaching that we are around that we may be subject to. We have an opportunity now to listen to a lot of things and you could be consumed with Netflix or other things, but it's a real opportunity to spend time, more time in the Word of God um, and around the things that can build your faith. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 in the New Living Translation reads this way. It talks about growth. And it says, then we will no longer be immature children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Verse 15 goes on to say, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Just like those trees, when we surround ourselves with the right elements, the right kind of people, the right climate, then we too can grow the way God wants us to in our walk with him in our faith. Another favorite scripture that I have is in Psalms 1 because it talks about us growing strong and having a strong root system. Psalms 1 in the New Century Version, it says, happy are those who don't listen to the wicked, who don't go where sinners go, who don't do what evil people do. They love the Lord's teachings and they think about those teachings day and night. They're strong, like trees planted by a river. The trees that are producing fruit in seasons and its leaves don't die, don't wither, but everything that they do will succeed. You know, and, and we live by the river and it's interesting to see trees that grow along the edge of, of the bank of the river and how they can be, these big trees have these big trunks and are sideways along the riverbank. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always amazed by that. Like what what root system they had that was so strong that hung them on, you know, to make them grow that strength is kind of crazy to me, but you know, that's how God does things in ways that we wouldn't expect it or wouldn't do it. You know, just like those trees that are by the riverbank there's tension that keeps them growing when there's storms that come. You know, I, I think of us, we've all been in storms or around storms and you see trees bending and you think, oh my gosh, those things are gonna bend over, they're gonna snap off, but they don't because they have a strong root system. You know, another thing that I think about is how we can stand tall in the midst of a storm too. You know, again, those trees, like I think of the hurricanes and the palm trees and, and how after something like that, they're still standing and they're still producing fruit. We produce sometimes more fruit after a storm, like we get stronger, we get our character built in ways that sometimes we don't want our character built, right? <laughs> right. I think we don't often realize how a root system is strengthened in the midst of the storm because you don't see that necessarily, but yet you see the outcome of that tree still standing. So again, if we realize in difficult times, you guys, we can do this. We can get through COVID. You know, I, I think of generations before us and, and actually today one of our neighbors stopped us on our way here and, and he was talking to us about how he lived through Vietnam. You know, he was in, in high school and had to make a decision. A bunch of his friends left the country and went to Canada because they never imagined themselves graduating from high school and having to go to war. But that was their reality at that time. 
we're facing some really nasty stuff right now, but it's become our reality. And thank God that we have a foundation in Jesus that's mm -hmm. going to get us through. This is called growing pains. That's what we're doing. We're growing. Yeah, we really are. And I, sometimes scriptures have more relevance in your life than at other times. Yeah. And I think the particular scripture that keeps coming to me that I've been sharing with others is Romans 8.28. And I want to share that with you as well this morning. Romans 8.28 um, reads, And we know that to them that love God, all things work together for good, even to them that are called according to his purpose. And we understand that there are growing pains and God has a purpose for our lives. And he's working all things together in light of the call and the purpose that he's ordained for you and me. So, you know, we talk about growing pains and I don't know how many of you experienced those when you were children, but well, we had a son, our son Nathan, had intense growing pains. There's a funny story. He had gone camping with some friends of ours, Sharon and, and Jackie and different friends, and, and we got a phone call in the middle of the night. And in those days, it wasn't a cell phone. Like, they had to get to a phone and make a phone call. A phone booth. <laughs> phone booth kind of thing. And they called, and it was the middle of the night, and they said that they were camping. The campground was being waken up because our son Nathan was screaming because he had growing pains. So in the middle of the night, we went to campground. It was Lake Emily, and we picked up Nathan because of those growing pains. But I can remember us just holding him and praying for him when he was experiencing that. And, you know, they say there's all kinds of causes. You don't have enough potassium or didn't drink enough water. That kid lived off of water and bananas <laughs> during his growing pain season. Not really, but it seemed like that sometimes. The first time it happened, he was at home and he woke up the whole house. And we had no clue to what was wrong with him. We thought he broke a bone or something. And uh, mm -hmm. so we took him to the doctor and that's what the doctor said. Um, Matt and Deb, your son is just experiencing growing pains. You know, so we went through that time with Nathan and he grew out of it. I think, right, Nathan, you don't have growing pains anymore. I think he's like 24 years old or something like that. So people, when we go through growing pains, we go through them all different kinds of ways. You know, for Nathan, it was growing pains because he was a young boy and growing and maturing. You know, I think of different growing pains times that we've gone through, whether it be times of financial lack, where, whether it be times of our children not feeling well or, or dealing with things with our parents and just different seasons of life, selling a house, <laughs> buying a house, having a, things flood out in the basement, you know, just all kinds of things that happen. So because we all experience different things, we walk those out in different ways. And yet the Lord, again, is going to speak to our hearts during those times. The Word talks to us about seeking Him and finding Him. And we'll find Him when we take the time to seek Him. I think of this season, we have much more time to do that kind of thing. Think about your routine of your day. What do you do in the routine of your day? Do you spend time with the Lord? Are you fitting that in? It's really important that right now in this season, 
that we prioritize what's really a priority in our lives. You know, I, I think the Bible gives us so much um, uh, information that will help inspire revelation in our life to get us mm -hmm. through uh, difficulty. And I love this passage we see in Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. It speaks concerning the root system. And it reads from the New Living Translation, let your roots grow down into him. That's referring to Jesus. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. You know, when I read this, it really points to an important element that we need to have in our life, especially when we're going through something difficult. And that is, are you thankful? If you're there with loved ones, family or friends, make it a point to express thanksgiving and let them know what you're thankful for. Sometimes it may be difficult to give thanks, but in the times that you're difficult, Thanksgiving helps you focus on the positive things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And so what are you thankful for? There's a power in Thanksgiving that can help you come to a place of victory in your life. And it also helps us to remember. You know, there's power in remembrance. And when we can remember the things, the good things that God has done in our lives, and that doesn't erase the memories of the junk that's happened, but it helps us to focus on something that's really true and meaningful and can give us purpose for today. And that's something that Thanksgiving does. The scripture I'd like to share is in James 1, 2 through 4 in the English Standard Version. It says, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, <laughs> when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking for nothing. You know, you guys, when you think of what we're dealing with right now, what are you really lacking? Because we have resources around us. If you have needs, contact us. We may not be able to be the people that meet and supply them, but we know the God who does. We can pray with you. We can join our faith with you. You know, it's something really important to Pastor Matt and I, that as pastors, that we're here for all of you. And we have other people on staff that are on standby, ready to pray with you, ready to serve. It's our heart's desire to be here for you guys during this time. Uh, we have a strong conviction not to be absentee pastors. But to pastor a congregation, it just looks a little different during this time and season. But we are here for you. And so don't ever forget that or think we're too busy for you. You know, and just like growing pains that, you know, our kids had, those kinds of growing pains are what we're experiencing now. As a church family, for you individually, these are growing pains. Character is being developed in us. We're growing in our walk with the Lord. We're getting to hear his voice through things like when we worship God. You know, I wanna encourage you, go on YouTube and there are tons of church services that you can be watching now, even some in our own community that are amazing. So we encourage you to grow in what you're doing. You know, we can be like that little Nathan who would scream and cry when he was dealing with those growing pains. 
but that didn't help take away the pain. You know, it might have been one of those reactions that, ah, what else am I going to do? But right now, we can have peace in the midst of the storm. We can walk through this season and have victory in our every day, every minute, every second life. But we have to focus on what God's Word says. You know, get your Bibles out. We were just talking, you know what, one of these weeks, let's say, let's have a bring your Bible to your family room service. So we'll all open the Bible together as we're, we're going through this service time. As Pastor Deb said, we may be at home reading a Bible, listening to worship music, or even be isolated, but we are all in this together. And now you start singing. We're all in this together. I won't sing that. You won't sing it. No. Well, I won't sing it either. <laughs> but we used to hear our kids sing it all the time, and they mm -hmm. could all sing. How about if you, you all that know that song, We're All in This Together, you can start singing it now because guess what? We're all in this together. That's a high school, high school musical song. And something about that is I've heard the president say it. I've heard congressmen say it. I've heard the governor say it. I've heard each other say it. We're all in this together. First Corinthians 10, 13 says that there is no temptation, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful that will provide a way of escape or so that we can endure it. And so I believe there's a commonality that we are all facing at the same time. So often people face tests and trials, but not everyone is going through it at the same time. But this is something that I believe is bringing a unifying effort to the whole world. And the other thing I like that about that scripture is that it talks about us working together for the good. And so for us to all work together for good things, for good purposes, for good plans, as we're restructuring our lives, as we, we're redoing our day-to-day -day routines, remembering that we're doing this for the good of all of us. There is a working together, even though we may not be together, we may be apart, but we are working together for the building up of the body of mm -hmm. Christ. And I believe that's so important. You know, as we're all in this together, we're working together, ultimately, we're putting on love. I think of families that are homeschooling right now. You probably don't feel love every second during those lessons going on. And, you know, kudos to the moms and dads out there and hats off to the teachers that are working with these families that are now homeschooling and have never done that before. Man, there's so much that we're having to adjust but we have the love of God. Ultimately, in John 13, 34 and 35, it says, let me give you a new command to love one another. In the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples, when they see the love that you have for each other. And sometimes that means you're not gonna get your way. And sometimes that means that you have to bite your tongue and not say things. And sometimes that means that you just take a step back and just pause because that's what love would do. You know, so many times uh, when the storms of life come, uh, we can be affected in different ways. We've recently had some tornadoes uh, in the South that has, uh, destroyed homes and property, and so sadly, the loss of lives. 
And so from your vantage point, the storm that we're presently facing may be different from what others are experiencing, but there's similarities at the same time. But there's a similar issue that I believe is important and I want to speak directly to, and that is, where are you at in your relationship with Jesus Christ? I know many of you may have made a meaningful commitment to him, but maybe you're watching us today and you don't have that peace that only Jesus can give to you. Maybe you're struggling in your faith right now. Maybe you're questioning things right now. Maybe you're questioning even if God exists, if he cares. Uh, But what I want to share with you is an opportunity for you to put your faith and trust in Jesus. And I believe that when he is given an opportunity to enter your life and become involved with what you're dealing with, he will make a difference. And, And I believe that there's an invitation that we can offer to you, but that's an invitation that you offer to him as well to really come into your life and be part of your life. There's a prayer that I love to pray with people as we offer an invitation for them to accept Jesus as the Lord of their life. And I call it a believer's prayer. And it's a prayer that's prayed based on an understanding of who Jesus is and what he accomplished for you. It's a belief that he came into this world as God incarnate, laying down his life for sinners like you and me. And it's up to us whether or not we will accept the work he did for us in bringing salvation and offering to us the gift of eternal life. I want you just to take a moment and bow your heads wherever you're at and don't allow anything to distract you in this moment, but look internally and open your heart to God. The Bible says if we believe in our heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and confess with our mouth that he is Lord, we shall be saved. That's a premise that I believe is important for you and I when we place our faith in Jesus. So bow your head if you would, and don't just say the words that I'm saying, embrace them from your own heart and make them meaningful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I open my heart to you. I acknowledge my need to know you, and I put my faith in you and my trust in you. I believe that you sent Jesus into this world to die for my sins. I believe you sent Jesus into this world to deliver me from anything that would keep me from you. I put my faith and trust in you today, in this moment, asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be the Lord of my life. I believe that you were raised from the dead, and I believe that you are Lord. If you prayed that prayer, I believe in this moment, if you prayed it sincerely, that God is doing something significant. The Bible says if any man, if any person be in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things pass away and all things become new. Jesus gives us a new life. He changes and transforms us from the inside out. So I trust that you put your faith in him today and that he's making himself real to you in this very moment. And if you did say that prayer for the first time and you have a Bible or don't have a Bible, we can get a Bible to you 
but we encourage you to start reading in the Gospel of John because that shares about the life of Jesus and his character and who he was, and it's going to help you to know him in a more personal way. That's exciting. Thank you so much for being a part of this today. Thank you for joining us. And we pray that this week be one of the best weeks of your entire life. Be certain that there's no challenge, there's no difficulty, that God will not strengthen you and empower you to overcome. This, I believe, is going to be a week of growth where your root system is going to get stronger. And so you will be able to weather any storm that would come. God bless you. We thank you so much for joining us today. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.